0: Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast. Joining me on this rip, husband and wife team, Chris and Frida Bobay, authors and illustrators of two amazing Bitcoin books. If you've listened to my first rip with them, they came on to talk about Bitcoin for kiddos, the story of Bitcoin, a kid's book that you can get picked up for Christmas and ready to throw around your family members or your nephews and nieces Cousins, whatever it might be that, uh, you know, you feel those people in your life that are looking for that little bit of extra knowledge. This is a great entry into that. And for those a little bit more advanced and a fun little stocking filler, 99 signs you might be a Bitcoin maximalist. This is a great book. It's really fun. And we're going to go into this particular book in this show and uh, hopefully you guys are going to get a lot of fun out of that and a kick out of it. It's one of those gifts that you're going to want to ask to be bought for you or something you might be able to put under the wife's nose and she's going to be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's just an absolute shoo-in. I have to get that. They drop a code in this interview and you will find it in the show notes for a discount. So make sure you look out for that. Also, please make sure you are stacking some SATs. The Bitcoin price is ridiculously low. Bitcoin is on sale. You should have a dollar cost average, fiat cost average plan in place as well as a smash buying plan and do whatever you can to get some freaking Bitcoin people. That's all I'm saying. You can use certain companies that are aligned with this show and the ethos of uh, the way I like to think about Bitcoin. SwanBitcoin.com forward slash Bitten. You can smash buy with those guys. You can set up your DCA. Relay.ch forward slash Bitten Same deal, download the app, very very quick to do and you can attach any of your payment methods to that just to start yourself stacking away and CoinCorner.com based out of the Isle of Man I've got a rip coming up with Danny it's very very soon, he's going to tell us what happened in Dubai with the Royal Family Things are moving very very quickly out there Please, please understand, you're not bullish enough on Bitcoin If you want to get some KYC-free sats, we call them, know your customer free sats, go to the peer-to-peer trading platform by hodlhodl.com forward slash bitten. You can pick up some sats there from just another pleb. You don't have to go through any kind of KYC or sign up program to any kind of app or exchange, just peer-to-peer. That's what we're here to do. Once you have your coins, you might already have some thinking about taking them off an exchange you are hundred percent should do that you can run them through a coin join service first of all if you uh, so wish you can download wasabi and check out how that works it's desktop you create a wallet you hit a receive address you copy paste that into the exchange that you're withdrawing from and then you run the satoshis through the coin join it all happens in the background but then please make sure you take control. You need a hardware wallet, a signing device. Get the BitBox02 Bitcoin-only edition hardware wallet by Shift Crypto and you'll get a 5% discount using the link and code in the show notes. Here's my rip with Chris and Frida. All right, guys, we're back. We're back on the Once Bitten podcast with Chris and Frida Bobay who have written another book. Well done, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thanks. Lauren, are you going to go um, right into the mic, please?
1: So what is your most relatable um,
2: part
0: of the book? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, but we... that,
2: was actually, that was actually my question for you.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. And this is called 99 Signs You Might Be a Bitcoin Maximalist, just to uh, to set that up for the listeners.
2: Yeah. Um, well, this was actually a really fun book to create because it came out of uh, just Twitter. Really, everybody just being a Bitcoin Maxi. So the most relatable one to me, I'm gonna have to think about that. I have one that I really, really like that is probably most relatable, which is the one where he's walking with his two kids. And That's he, in the front of the book. Okay, and he's saying, uh, "What do we call? <laughs> yeah, and what do we, what do we say to people that hate Bitcoin?" And it's sign number 15 and it says, you told someone have fun staying poor.
0: (laughs) There you go, sign number 15. If you've ever told someone have fun staying poor, that is a sign, one of the 99 signs of being a Bitcoin maxi.
3: Correct.
4: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, for me, you know, there's there's really too many of them that I really (laughs) like. Uh, I had a lot of fun writing this book just over the five years of uh, being in the Bitcoin space and, you know, going through full cycles and kind of seeing how the, man, how, how the mind changes of a Bitcoiner on what, um, how they think, what they're talking about uh, and how they engage others about Bitcoin really changes depending on where we are and at the cycle. So the book is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's almost like a, a story arc, not put in any particular um, order. That really is just kind of the many thoughts, feelings, uh, anxiety uh, to just outright joy about being in Bitcoin and just all the stuff that you think about in there from self-custody to talking to no-coiners to listening to some of our favorite podcasters and influencers in the space like yourself. Um, it's really, it's, there's there's really something in there for everybody and I really enjoyed writing it uh with Frida because it's really so much of uh who who we are in the conversations that we have, just like everybody else in the space.
2: Lauren, what's your favorite one? My favorite
1: one is the one when they talk too much about Bitcoin and they send you to the kids' table. The same as mummy's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I can't remember which number that is. I'd have to flip through uh when I think the,
4: that one's uh, towards the front of the book as well.
0: Right. Just, you you think it's, you saw it? It's, it's cl- oh, oh yeah, sign 19. nineteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: study at every single dinner at our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
4: you know this is going to come out probably after Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. Um, but I'm kind of wondering if uh, Frida and I might get sent to the kids' table um once it comes to our turn to say what we're thankful for and uh we were definitely going to use the opportunity to be thankful for bitcoin and uh gaze at other people while they give us a whole bunch of uh, eye rolls uh mm-hmm. at another frida and chris inspired bitcoin story
3: right
0: <laughs> that yeah d- d- definitely my wife's favorite one as well yeah yeah for sure uh f- yeah i mean for me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, your favorite clothes have all have the Bitcoin symbol on them, and that's Ooh. only that's only happened recently. I would say because you go to the conferences and you get merch bombed, swag bombed, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and you're like, wow, oh, this is actually a really cool T-shirt, and now I want to wear it all the time or a hoodie. A, a couple of guys were sent the odd hoodie. And he's like, yes. Or socks, MT socks. Big shout out. Always wearing mm. Bitcoin socks these days. Uh, yeah, definitely. But there's there are so many. There are so many. Well, did you have any further questions? What how about who do you think did the drawings? Thank you, guess.
4: Uh-oh, we have an art critic in the house. <laughs>
1: I think. Chris maybe
4: no no I am I am definitely not an artist uh <laughs> my uh my stick figures I don't think would have uh, gone over quite as well as as Frida's
0: drawings so Frida did all the drawings they're cool huh wow yeah I could
1: yeah
0: well, you, you could be inspired to go and try
2: maybe I, or
1: I could just put a piece of paper
2: over it and just copy and it. trace
0: it yeah absolutely <laughs>
2: That's, yeah, that's how, you, that's how you get started. And then, you know, I, I, had, um, I, I had a lot of art classes when I went to school. I always was interested in art, but um, I majored in art when we went to high school. In German high school, you major in a certain subject. So there was a lot of hours of me just drawing random things, sitting in a room and putting a vase with some flowers and trying to draw it accurately and things like that. It's just the more hours you do the more experience you get. And honestly, you lose it also. They, you know, they say it's a your practice art because, um, you know, I hadn't drawn for like approximately 10 years or so, like really sat down. I used to be sitting down every day drawing something. I hadn't done it in 10 years. And we got back into actually creating Bitcoin for kiddos. And, you know, I had to like find my my grip again. Like it took some time to like get some of the things right again. And uh, so it's kind of fun, like continuing with it. Um, and, and seeing how I'm getting better and just faster with things again.
1: Yeah, uh, um, me and my sister love art. And I say I'm, I'm getting better, but little by little.
3: Yeah.
4: Is there anything in particular that you like to uh, draw uh, a, a lot of, the same kind of theme?
1: Uh, I don't know. Is, it, um, is it
4: people, or is it plants, or I
1: mean, is it? I want to try with people but it's really hard so i only like doing the faces the eyes are still hard but you're know, like, we're still young they'll get it
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool that you like the faces i always found that to be the hardest part of a person to draw
1: yeah it is kind of but it's also the body too and the oh, oh my god the hands
4: <laughs> <hands of pregnancy laughs>
0: <the> yeah, <laughs> absolutely well just watch some youtube yeah. videos and carry on practicing well do you want to say good night
1: yeah bye good night good, night. Well, good, good to see you night. again yeah bye. nice to see you too
0: well thanks for coming back on guys and um thank you for writing another book about bitcoin and, and thanks for shipping it over so uh, i could be one of the first to see it i really really enjoyed it everybody did because it's awesome. one of those classic books that you can just sit down to and of course the Bitcoin maxi in the room is going to be poked fun at yes, by by everybody else, which is actually a very good icebreaker. Uh, You know, if you're sitting down, obviously, yeah, you've said uh, it's too late for uh, Thanksgiving, but for Christmas, this would be a perfect gift for the Bitcoin maxi in your life or as a gift to yourself from, you know, you know, just nudge the wife and say, or husband and say, why didn't you get me this for my Christmas stocking? This would be a perfect little um, thing to sit around and, and laugh about at the dinner table.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I also think it'd be a good little gift for like a white elephant uh, gift sharing um, at work or forever. Uh, yes. uh, I think well, this would yeah. get passed around quite a bit to the to the crypto enthusiast or the um, or the no coiner. And I only use crypto in this particular instance because. It is a fun book about bitcoin and whether you're into crypto or you're just into bitcoin um there's still similar ideas in there that everybody can relate to
2: and hopefully you know if you give this to somebody that's the shit right now they will find the path let's
4: hope
0: so <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. help draw them back over to the to you, the right side you know who that guy is right in the office that if you're running a secret center, you you just begging or you'll swap his name just so you can, you know, slip this in uh, on his (laughs) desk that that day. All right, guys, give me a number. Then I'm going to switch to that page. And then we're going to go deeper into that little meme and where it came from.
4: Oh, I like it. 37. All right. I have no idea what that is. No.
0: Okay. Oh, it's a good one. one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You love talking about the Lightning Network and how it disrupts legacy payment systems. And then you've got the picture of a lady cutting up the credit card and the speech bubble credit cards are for boomers. <laughs> yeah. So it's perfect. Let, let's, let's get into that. Let You know, if people are listening and they're either new here or they don't know exactly what the, the Lightning Network is and why we are so bullish about it as Bitcoiners, Uh, Why don't we um, just have a conversation about that and how you guys have used it personally and how you interact with it yourselves?
4: Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, um, the Lightning Network is a layer two solution to uh, uh, speed of payments um, for for the Bitcoin network for years. One of the concerns people have had with Bitcoin is 10 minutes per block on average is too long of a time to wait for a cup of coffee purchase or a grocery store purchase or any other sort of commerce purchase to make sure that the transaction went through. So um, there was a new upgrade to the system a few years back that allowed for the Lightning Network to take place, um, which is now being used a lot in countries like El Salvador um, or for... uh, Bitcoin conferences to buy merchandise, uh, online stores, or just person-to-person payments uh, in real time. And it's, it's, it's an exciting part of the Bitcoin network because it really allows for the, uh, more of a face-to-face communication between individuals because you say, okay, you owe me $10 in Bitcoin or whatever your local currency is, and they create a, a lightning invoice that, uh, voice that creates a QR code you show your phone to them. They take a picture of it with their phone and they hit send. You get a check mark saying payment send and they get a green check mark saying payment received in, in real time. So lightning in, in essence is almost like the speed of light uh, as fast as those payments take place, which is really cool. So there's a lot of other coins out there that say, well, Bitcoin will never be used for uh, real commerce, because the payment structure takes too long on average 10 minutes, even though some blocks will be confirmed in less than a second. Um, if you have your own node, and you can check your own mempools and, and all that kind of stuff. So this really solves the problem that 10,000 other shitcoins coins are trying to say that they solve for for micro payments and at the speed of light, that is faster than what the traditional rails or um, the credit card payment services are actually uh, able to produce, which is why you're starting to see Visa and MasterCard and American Express all starting to integrate lightning payments behind the scenes into their payment rails. And so that picture of the woman cutting up the credit card is funny because it pokes fun at boomers who never quite understand newer technologies, but it's also real because credit card companies are transitioning over to the lightning network to help them save money um, in, in payment costs in their own networks.
2: Yeah. And I think we were just kind of also like in creating these pictures, like poking fun at our own family, you know, Chris has, Chris (laughs) has a dad that has been seeing us in Bitcoin now for five years and he's just still so, I mean, he won't even sign up for any of the vendors. Like I work for you know, CoinBits that is a Bitcoin only company and like, please create an account. And he's so scared of even going through the KYC process. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to see this generation just holding on so strongly, you know, to their 401k and, you know, invested in these stocks and they don't really see the changes coming in, even though they see all the evidence of this crazy inflation happening in our world, literally changing before their eyes, but you know, like, you know, you can't really teach a dog an old dog new tricks. That's how the saying goes, right? So, mm-hmm. and and we just live that every day. You know, they're actually coming for Thanksgiving, so that'll be interesting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. this book will help. <laughs>
0: yeah, make sure you you leave page thirty seven open in like uh, the, the the lavatory or something, just so somebody's right. always yeah, they, they're guaranteed to see it. Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, a, An anecdotal story for me yesterday, my, my French teacher, um, my wife and I, we have the same French teacher and she teaches us and each every now and then she sends us a bill. So I had the bill yesterday, which I needed to pay. And even though I'm trying to orange pill her in a sly roundabout way by insisting that we do at my lessons, particularly on Bitcoin articles and books and videos and things that I need. So I get pushed to speak uh, about Bitcoin in French and try and explain. So you know, I'm my own worst enemy, I suppose. But at the same time, I know something's going to be landing on that you know, state mindset of hers. Very slowly, it's chipping away. And yesterday, I went into my banking app because she you know, just wants, I'll oh, just do a bank transfer, went into my app, sent over the uh, the euros as i'm a as it as i press send a little speech bubble comes up and says would you like for this to be an instant payment i'm like well Ooh. yeah cost one euro i'm like guys <laughs> bitcoin like not only fixes this it fixed it like we are so far past the yeah. idea of instant payments and having to pay on a 50 euro on a 50 euro transfer, they wanted one euro from me to make wow. it an instant transfer. This is how far behind the game, especially in France, like the, the banking yeah. system is, and they just don't get it. And they're so full of hubris around the the, the idea that they're too big to fail and they're the only <laughs> ones that can offer any kind of service uh, you know, across payment rails. So for those people that are still wondering about you know, what Lightning actually fixes. There are three great examples uh, that that we've just, um, you know, given. And and again, all of the FUD goes back around to the shitcoins, coins, like you were saying, Chris, and, you know, our old friend Roger Ver still likes to pop up every now and then and uh, say about how uh, <laughs> his particular shitcoin coin is still the best and still the fastest and solved all of the problems. It's just complete and utter nonsense. yeah
2: Yeah, completely agree um i think also you know we just went to a bitcoin conference up here in in southern california and uh we're just getting to hang out with you know the plebs, and it is such a different environment it just it feels like you know you're home and you speak the same language and everybody's on the same page and people actually think further than where we're at like what's been created and we think about future ideas already But in the day-to-day, like we have to remind ourselves as like hardcore Bitcoin Mm -hmm. maxis that everybody else is like 10 steps behind right now. And I Mm -hmm. have to slow down a lot. Like I'm in this space all day now, you know, working with the subject all day, creating new products around this. And um, it is is really uh, humbling in a way to see that we just have to have so much patience and just slow down with people, and to not—it's—it's it's almost like it's the waiting game, you know. You plant the seed, and you know how any sort of idea comes about. I think there's a touch point when it comes to sales, and not that Bitcoin is, you know, a sale, but the idea of it needs to stick into your head like at least six times. You have mm-hmm. to have a touch point six times that's positive in a way, right? And so we have like we're fighting the mainstream news media with all their fud that's going on, and now FTX going down and. You know, people are like, I mean, you should have seen the text messages that I got, you know, ex-bosses that employed me and things like that. Like, Frida, are you okay? Like, do you want to right. come back pretty much? You know, like, will you be stable enough in your Bitcoin-only company? Because, you know, all this stuff that happened. And I always tell them, you know, like, if you, I try to educate those people, you know, those people that are in the fiat world really leading the game uh that obviously have an interest in what i do because they're still you know on a personal connection with me and i try to just tell them slowly every time something like this happens like it's very important to hold your own keys in a cold cold storage wallet and i explain very simply that it's nothing but you know a specific usb stick that you need to buy and plug in can go and it's like there's an application that comes on your computer and you can transfer just as easy as a, almost like a, like a Venmo payment, right? It's how I it related to people of how transferring money to your uh, local ledger. And um, with some people, I think it's starting to click, but it's, it's amazing how long it takes for people to actually make that step. Mm-hmm. People are so used to it and they trust the system so much and it's almost... Like they're ingrained like nothing can go wrong nothing can go wrong because it's always been working right so we as at our generation never had to live through the death of a currency Um, and then I guess it also doesn't help us that you know for the past I think over 10 years now or longer people have been going around you know these conspiracy theorists before we became conspiracy theorists telling everybody oh my god the dollar is going to go to nothing you know (laughs)
4: But well, that's not entirely true because, I mean, you grew up in Berlin, Germany uh, in the 80s. So you were in West Berlin behind the wall and they had mm-hmm. the Deutsche Mark there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now the Deutsche Mark doesn't exist, just like the yeah. the, the, the franc doesn't exist or mm-hmm. any of the other local uh, European currencies. Now it's all the euro. And mm-hmm. the reason why they went to the euro was because the currencies were failing in those economies and they needed to diversify their Import-export markets in order to strengthen their currency and create a more even playing field against the rest of the world. So we do see it. We just we don't think about it. We have uh, we have, as humans are adverse to to the feeling of pain, and um, it's it's funny how when you get hurt and you feel that pain, you're always touching you're always touching where that pain is to see if it still hurts. And it's, it's so vivid and bright in your mind. And then once the pain is gone, you almost immediately forget what the pain ever even felt like.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And when I, I feel like in societies we do this, especially with things like our currency, when um, or if we have something bad happen to us or we get our wallet stolen and we had a bunch of money in the wallet and, the, and, and it's gone, that feeling of uh, resentment and depression and anxiety and, and what, you know, the, the replaying of it over and over in your mind, what, what did I do? How could I have done it different? All this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, then you, you find your wallet and then poof, euphoria, everything else is forgotten about. You don't even worry about it anymore.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it's interesting that, like you mentioned, yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I was in my teens when we went to go from the e to the Euro, and it was an interesting change because at that point, I you know, was not a money buff at all. I knew that money existed, that we had to earn it. And I didn't really know how it was created. I didn't really care. Um, and so going through that process, you know, the, the whole spiel on how they introduced something and this whole political agenda of how to push something new, like uh, they're trying to do with the uh, digital currencies right now how to make this like a good thing. I completely, you know, have seen the other side of this. Um, And I, you know, came from the other side and complete like 180 to where I'm at now. Um, And it it was good. You know, the Euro was sold to us as like this really beautiful thing. And mind you, I went to the grocery store and some grocery stores, all of a sudden, groceries were double because they brought in the Euro and some of the smaller grocery stores just kept the DMARC price. But it's like the euro was double at the time of the DMARC of the you know demark going out, and it was just crazy. People still shop there as if nothing happened. They're just like, oh well, you know, new currency, you would just have to adjust. And I was just like, I saw a little bit of that, but I didn't really think about it. And I think that's you know, I mean, I think it's going to happen. The USDCs are going to come in. Uh, no, so the the so what's the, CBDCs. CBDC's, yeah. CBDCs. Thank you. Um, the CBDCs are going to come in, and, and that's just how it's going to get sold, you know, especially for the younger generation. Like, I mean, there's a reason we don't have money education in schools, uh, pretty much anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. as far as I'm uh, understanding. And you know, that it's, it's going to be like this whole social, like, kumbaya, let's get along, let's all have this one currency, it'll be so much easier. You're already on digital, like, houses, even. Different
3: than like your credit card today.
0: That's exactly how they're gonna sell it, right? Yeah, they'll start pushing it. They'll start pushing it through the schools, like the CBDCs. All of a sudden, we're like, "Huh? How are we learning about money?" Like all yeah. of a sudden, because we yeah. never did before. But that agenda will come through. And I remember that switch from the euro to the euro. Excuse me, from the Deutschmark and all of the other currencies, because I was working in foreign exchange at that time. That's right. So I was Harold. 19, 20, 21, something like that. And I didn't pay any attention to it. I just thought, well, people around us were worried about losing their jobs because if you were on the Sterling Mark desk,
4: it doesn't exist anymore. yeah, (laughs)
0: That's going to become, um, you know, Sterling Euro and Sterling, the the Sterling lira desk and the Sterling French desk. And you've got, you know, a hundred people looking for five seats. This, yeah. this made no sense. And at the time, dollar mark was the, the biggest settling currency pair worldwide by a long, long shot. So, you know, when, when I start looking back on this now, how many years afterwards, you know, was that also a targeted attack on Germany in a way itself, you know, and I'm just I, I've got to start digging into it a little bit more because look at where Germany was then, a powerhouse in the nineties. Uh it's certainly, certainly the nineties, it really you know, hit its stride with its um exports to ah, oh, yeah, okay, single currency seems legit. From having one of uh-huh. the most sought-after currencies next to the US dollar. It was Man, it, it's, it's crazy. There's clearly something else there that was going on that none of us had our eyes open to because, like you say, it comes out in the news through mainstream media, and it's all fluffed up, and this is, this is going to be great. It's going to unify the, uh, the continent, and it's going to put us on a level playing field with the United States and China, and we will become a superpower together. And Yeah, it was a great narrative, very communist. How did we miss it?
4: <laughs> yeah, and then, and, and, and then what happens? So, you know, Italy, um, whose economy and currency and government politics, let's not get in too far into that. But what happened when the euro all of a sudden became the local currency for all these countries, it was no longer uh, a benefit to many corporations, say, in some of the, some of the harder distribution countries, um, to stay in those in those countries, they could they were now freed up to be able to move to whatever um, hub they wanted to, and, and a lot of companies in say Italy moved up north into Germany, where uh, it was uh, distribution was a lot easier. Um, they could export things from there a lot easier, which means that all the jobs left Italy and moved to Germany, which you know bolstered German balance sheet but decimated the Greeks, you know, the Italians, Mm -hmm. uh, the Spanish, um, all all of the, the Portuguese, you know, all these countries that had an identity that the people felt, you know, good about working in these population groups in these countries. Now, all of a sudden their livelihood was put at risk all because of a perceived change in value of their local currency. And so, you know, you have to begin to wonder what's the, what's the geopolitical ramifications of changing to a different system. You know, one thing that could happen, I I have a note that I was thinking about this conversation today. and, And one note that I wrote down was, as I was thinking about national security, because there's a big push in the Bitcoin space to say, and by push, I just mean kind of philosophical in nature right now. That one day the U.S. or another major country will begin putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And it will become an issue of national security to make sure that the Bitcoin network is secure, um, it's accessible for everybody, and that um, the lost prevention measures of people doing stupid things in this network um, are finally solved or insured to a certain extent but then i had to flip that question on its head and think is is national security good for bitcoin because with national security comes oversight comes control comes bureaucracy Mm -hmm. comes talking about you know uh propping up the little man the the disenfranchised um when you move to a global currency now all of a sudden borders mean nothing because anybody can go anywhere and all the transactions are monitored on an open ledger for everybody to see so in one sense taxation becomes a lot simpler because you can monitor and track but in another sense the disenfranchisement of Uh, you know, goods and services and raw materials, now all of a sudden becomes hubs where people can go from anywhere in the world. And so you have places like the United States, which would benefit uh, immensely from something like this, because we have all the natural resources that we need, uh, whether they're protected now or, you know, will continue to be uh, more protected in the future is up to whatever government is in power at the time to make those decisions. But if you're living in a country like Russia or China or, um, you know, some of these other countries that don't necessarily have a lot of their own natural resources, Japan. Um, now you can take your currency. You don't have to worry about exchange rates. You just, you just pick up and you just, you just move with your wealth. And so how does a government tax that? And so then you get into, you know, then you could, I'm just kind of thinking about this as I'm talking about it. But then all of a sudden that gives something like the World Economic Forum even more power because now, um, you know, they, they say in 2008, the bailout moved the, uh, the money, the, the debt being on the people to the banks and the next bailout is going to move um, the debt from the banks to the sovereign nations. So when you have banks... When you have the sovereign nations as the ones being bailed out, who's bailing them out? You need a central authority to do that. And with that central authority comes global oversight, bureaucracy, everything that Bitcoin is trying to fight against may actually help push that curve closer to the edge than, than what we're ready for.
0: A sobering thought somehow bitcoin does manage to flip it all on its head though when when push actually comes to shove uh, yes I, I don't know how it does it uh but it, it there's always and it's certainly something to do with the incentive structure because you know it, it, here we are with incentive structures completely reversed um with with bitcoin with this idea of um Increasing scarcity, which nobody can get their heads around, even the even those of us that have been down the the Bitcoin rabbit hole for as long as we have, that is still just an absolute mind bender in itself.
4: Yeah, it's uh, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about today too for this for this conversation was I was thinking, you know, energy is a really big mm-hmm. part of the conversation uh, between proof of work and proof of stake. And, you know, it's a, it's a blessing in disguise that FTX failed the way it did so catastrophically um, because a lot of those proof of stake coins uh, lost a huge profit center for the, uh, for the pricing of their tokens. And what, what the no-coiner seems to think is that fiat currency has no energy consumption. And, you know, that's that's just not true. Both Bitcoin and fiat both have energy consumption that takes place in order to create, manage, and distribute those technologies. Uh, for fiat, you know, you've got to grow the cotton, which is wound into the fabric of the, of the paper. Uh, someone's got to pick that. Someone's got to grow that. Someone's got to fertilize that. That's all energy consumption right there. Then you have the printing and you have, so you need oil to, to print the ink, um, which goes on the paper. Then you, then you have distribution and you have management and you have, um, the bureaucracy that takes care of that. Um, and then you have to secure it and the way it's secured is through national militaries. And then, so, I mean, how much energy consumption goes into all of that, you know, we created fiat money. As a workaround, because of the challenges with carrying around a bunch of gold and silver in your pocket, yeah. or rocks, or seashells, or you know, glass beads, or any of that kind of stuff, it became a um, a, a note, uh, a certified note of ownership, almost like a you know, an old school stock certificate of the value that you could go to your bank and exchange for that piece of paper. And then with Bitcoin. You have, you need a computer. So, okay, you have to mine the raw materials to create the 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 gold and the copper and the, you know, the, the metals that go into that. But once once it's there, all of that stuff is from the earth, which means that it's all biodegradable at its final form. Um, okay, maybe the silicone wafers aren't just because they're, you know, made in, in factories and there's some plastics and, and stuff in that. But very minimal compared to the... Material that it that it takes when you're building a fiat currency, uh, the recyclability of that fiat currency when you take into account all of the energy to pro- to produce and store and everything I've talked about, you don't really have a lot of recyclable pieces of that. The the ink is not really recyclable. You have to strip it away from the paper, you, and, it, and it creates a whole another energy intensive process on the back end of destroying currency. Whereas Bitcoin. It's, it's out there, it's ubiquitous in the system, it's floating in the ether, it's uh, mined through proof of work, which is computationally energy intensive, yes. But once the Bitcoin is creating, the transfer of between peer to peer around the network of that Bitcoin is almost cost free and the, it, it's, it stays in existence forever. You never have to recycle it. It never takes up any space. It can be transacted through open networks. And as networks get better, the friction between point A and point B will be reduced to almost nothing. And so you really have this currency that can be created that doesn't need to be recycled because there's no tangible piece of it. But because it's secured by math and the network, it has monetary value. And so we can have our cake and ice cream too with bitcoin we can't have that with fiat obviously and you know 5000 years of existence with governments and countries and empires ultimately always creating a fiat currency that ultimately always gets overproduced and ultimately always gets you know devalued down to zero and then a new fiat currency is created after the destruction you know, these new currencies are not a phoenix out of the fire. Right. <laughs> they're they're just all they are is it's it's picking up power from one place and putting power down in another place. And we are not part of that power ever in that system.
0: Absolutely not. And and that's that's a great rant. Um, yeah, it's so true. We we're, we're so far ahead on the the energy and so many other aspects of of fiat currency versus Bitcoin. Um it reminds me of uh a recent app i listened to on the Bitcoin Bitcoin matrix where uh, sailor was talking to Cedric and they got well deep into this kind of idea of thermodynamics and physics and in, in only the only way sailor could, um, did, did you guys hang out much with him at Pacific Bitcoin? Did you manage you know, to meet? I didn't,
4: I, I saw him on stage the last day, but, um, he was over in the VIP section and, um, we were. I, I was actually lucky enough to get a to get a pass to go to the show um, through one of uh, one of our contacts. Um, so I got a free general pass to go on the second day, which was difficult because we have kids and stuff and, and to manage all that. Um, but he was pretty well uh, handled with security, so oh, wow. you could only okay. get so close to him in some in some circles. Um, so no other than seeing him and thinking, huh, he's a little bit shorter than I thought he would be.
0: He's also a little bit
4: thinner than I thought he would be um other than that no he didn't get a chance to shake his hand or anything yeah, yeah. actually it
2: was really cool shout out to actually btc underscore cards they had a bitcoin trading cards i don't know if yeah you know of them i've yet. seen them on uh, i've seen them on
0: geyser that uh, they yeah. they look so much fun
2: very very cool yeah guy, guys behind that and uh we actually got to hang out with them and, and sell some of our books at their booth so
0: how was the uh how was the event for the time that you were there
2: so I actually only got you know because of the kids and stuff. We have mm-hmm. to like make shifts here. But so Chris got to go only for one day, and and we both went to uh, an after party uh, on Thursday night, which actually was our anniversary. So we celebrated in the Bitcoin community. Our, no way.
4: Our, our uh, seventeen-year wedding anniversary. And you um, got but, to
0: you got to spend it with Maxi's. Yeah, yeah.
2: and like you know like Preston Pish. Was there, which was like a highlight for me, and we got to chat with him for a long time, and
0: uh,
4: and Parker Lewis, we talked to, and uh, got to shake there. hands with yeah, uh, Natalie Brunel. and whole, uh, the whole crew. Was there. Uh, Lawrence, uh, excuse me, uh, James, uh, yeah, uh, James Lavish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we actually, it was super cool because uh, I introduced myself to Preston Pish, and I didn't want to take up too much of his time because I was kind of interrupting a conversation. And he was like, "No, no, no, that's that, that's fine." And uh, Frida and I ended up talking to him for maybe like a half an hour. So like, that was we're super like, cool.
2: We're like such like
4: <laughs> he's uh, yeah he's
2: <laughs> groupies right now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, oh my god, we got I had go. to no, tell him
2: it was, it was pretty cool because you know, like you have somebody in front of you that can just dive into any conversation deeply. Uh, because he's just so much in the space all the time so like anything that was brought up he's like oh yeah blah 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 you know like it's just like he does it like left-handed and it's feels super good and he's like a bit just a very humble down-to-earth guy you know it's just it's very cool to see those people in the space uh not everybody stays that way you know getting a little bit of a of a glamour shot on them and so um it's cool to see that one, th- one thing that I wanted to um, bring up on the on the rant that Chris just did uh, as far as, you know, when he was explaining all the costs that's associated with producing fiat currency, you know, mm. now that uh, the the uh, central bank is trying to create this digital currency or, you know, through the grapevine coming up, there, was, there would actually be a good argument from their side to say, hey, you know what? We've been using this immense amount of power to create this fiat dollar bills that you want to like hold in your hand. So we're going to go green now and create this digital currency for you, right? And so people are probably going to go with that narrative and be like, well, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. We want to save the planet and do all that, right? And so like, I just want to remind everybody that uh, the, the digital currencies that, that central banks are going to be putting out are, like it says, central bank centralized. So Bitcoin is decentralized. And to a way where, you know, if you want to stay anonymous or you want to just not be uh, watched by Big Brother 24-7, you can. Uh, there's ways to do it. Um, and with the central bank digital currency, you know, there's, there's just this, this idea of them, first of all, not um, even committing to having a limited amount of this currency already uh there was a top I forget who, who who one of the main guys on the creation of this uh, was pretty much saying you know and we we're building in this ability uh, for us to put a hold on accounts like they openly said that. So it's 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 kind of crazy to see that they're telling us everything that they're gonna be doing, but they put it in it um like the spooky man right It's always it's always been like that whenever it comes to oh we have to save ourselves from this, mysterious spooky person that might do harm to the system right and so that's why everybody needs to be controlled and everybody needs to be watched and so um you know i mean we've seen it in action when people just don't comply with certain things or companies um support certain activities that maybe in political uh political ESG nuts. narrative <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: that you know those companies nowadays already get shut down like they bank again accounts get shut down or mm-hmm. um put a hold on and you know with, with digital currencies it's it's interesting uh if you look further into you know we think that you know in China the 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 system that they have built of observing everybody there and their money transmission and filming everybody, we think that that might not be as sophisticated yet and we think it's still kind of like this future vision but it's it's fully blown in existence you know it's like they have had it for like the past five plus years that people are being filmed on every street that you make a transaction and it you know everybody pretty much there's a central source that can watch those transactions and that they have the ability to just give you an extra bonus if you behave nicely and ditch up some money if, if you do something wrong, because now you have to pay a fine for something ridiculous. Um, and it's just a little bit scary if you think about that, because we're all individuals that essentially, I believe, still and come to this world and inherently want to do good and mm-hmm. want to uh, make it work with, with the people that are around us. And if you have this global force coming in, telling you, everybody has to comply with us. And it just really feels like big brother. And it feels uh, just a little bit scary for the next generation growing up, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about our kids that are very young right now, we have a two year old and a five year old. And you know, already see where it's going when you know, I see classmates of my five year old just being on computer games all day long and uh, having behavioral issues uh, that are induced by fiat foods and fiat behavior because the parents are overworked and can the only thing they can do is put the kids in front of screens all day long and like what what are we building here you know what's our next generation so for me coming into bitcoin and actually converting as a bitcoiner understanding not only the system of how it works how it's limited how it's decentralized but also the community that's the hardcore bitcoiners that are not just coming into speculative drop some money onto bitcoin and be back out Um, the ones that are here to stay I think there's a true vision for how we want to build the future of our kids. And, you know, that's kind of how we started Bitcoin for Kiddos and how that came about. But it's really close to my heart that more people don't only talk about that lifestyle, but actively do it. You
4: know? yeah, Kind of on your topic, what you were saying about how Bitcoin always has a way of uh, circumventing the system and finding a way to be successful in situations where, The government is trying really hard to put it in a box, if you will. And I think that statement right there really speaks to the freedom characteristics of Bitcoin and why ultimately a person becomes a Bitcoin maximalist is because as you move further down the rabbit hole, you begin to realize the freedoms that Bitcoin allows you that the current fiat system, financial system doesn't, doesn't allow. And so when I was talking about how uh, global world bureaucracy and how they could really work to uh, under the pretext of, this is good for you. We are doing this to help you. These bureaucracies that will be created are the exact wrong direction a government should take. And we're beginning to see inklings of that and success stories of that uh, if we look uh, at El Salvador, because El Salvadorian government before Bukele came in was very strong-handed, but they let the gangs run rampant. It was very, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, what's the word that I'm that I'm looking for—corrupt—and um, uh, uh, a lot of the the country's wealth was stolen by the upper elites. And when Bukele came in, he basically created a free environment for business to thrive. He you know, changed the rules so that um, business could thrive. He cleaned up the streets. He brought in Bitcoin and the Lightning Network so tourists could come into the country from all over the world and uh, begin communicating uh, with the local community and starting their own businesses and having a currency that they could use and, and try and get comfortable with and educating uh, El Salvador about the rest of the world. And so this little uh, really utopia down in Central America um, called El Salvador. Uh, and I call it a utopia because it's beautiful down there. And the the waters, you know, outside of having to drink, you know, bottled water um, and some of the other, you know, minor little things that are, are being taken being solved now there. It's it's really a beautiful country. The people are beautiful. The food, the food is beautiful. The, the fruit and vegetables are amazing. Um, there's there's. There's only good things to say about it now. Their their gross domestic product, you know, is is up ten percent over this last year. Tourists are flooding in from all over the world. El Salvadorians who said that they would never move back to El Salvador because of uh, the lack of jobs, opportunities, education, and crime down there, are now moving back to the country. And they and because of this whole uh, pandemic situation, that got people comfortable with communicating like we're communicating right now over video chats, um, they can do their work. They can do their American work. They can do their European work. They can do their Australian work, New Zealand, wherever work in El Salvador, get paid in their local currency in their country at their local bank that they have, transfer that into Bitcoin, and then transfer that to themselves in El Salvador and live the life that they want to live. I mean, this is how governments are going to create wealth for their people, not by creating more hurdles and boundaries and barriers like uh, Elizabeth Warren here in the United States is trying to do, especially mm-hmm. now since this whole um, uh, FTX situation. You know, she's going around and saying that Bitcoin is bad and Bitcoin needs to be squashed. And she's gone to Fidelity, um, you know, one of the, the, the earliest adopters in the financial industry for for Bitcoin, and also one of the top two or three um, uh, retirement saving brokerages in the country, in saying. You should not allow your customers the ability to invest in Bitcoin in their 401ks. I mean, it's just it's it's the complete opposite of anybody who understands real economics. And, um, you know, you could just point at Safe Dean. He'd have You know, he'd be able to talk to this at that nauseam on, on how that's the wrong approach for creating free and open societies that generate wealth for governments and its populations versus the road we're going down.
2: Like yeah, it's it's just it's it's just it's just crazy how um ah shoot I forgot my thoughts I
4: can't believe all this came from uh from one sign in our page, book we've got page, we've 37.
0: Only got page 37. thirty seven page thirty seven the <laughs> lightning <laughs> network Ooh, has, it's has a has a lot to answer for. I, I was th- I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm like, holy shit, we've been going for almost an hour on page thirty-seven. Maybe we should put
4: a pin in that one and move on to something well, else.
0: You, you, yeah, Frida, you need to choose a number. Oh,
2: um, what is it? Uh, let's do forty-seven.
0: Forty-seven. Uh... You keep saying, "Fix the money, fix the world," and you have the classic college campus meme guy and it's a big shout out for pub lord because i think i even see pubby's um, watermark on the bottom right hand corner of there maybe not uh, <laughs> and it says fix the money fix the world on his uh on his table there on his little banner uh, and change my mind uh
4: all right i feel like we just talked about that I though think, I maybe think we, we should did. pick another one
0: well you know, yeah we
3: can't yeah. look okay okay <laughs>
0: I, I will I will just way. say something on, on uh on pay, on sign 47 there that uh that we did talk about obviously in great depth. But you know the, the current system in which we have like how anybody can look at it objectively and believe it is a good system when you have people in control, uh able to manipulate the supply of the very thing that we give up our time and energy for to use and to be forced to use as a medium of exchange, to have someone in control of that, how much of it is in circulation at any given point, and then to be able to control the interest rates on it whenever they deem fit, just seems like the craziest, most communist idea ever, which in fact it is, because it's point number five in the Communist Manifesto. Like, how did we not see this? It's unbelievable. So when when pre-coiners, no-coiners, shit-coiners, whatever, comment um, Bitcoin maxis just come back to that fifth point of the yeah. Communist Manifesto. It's Like, guys, we still have this, and they're really trying to make it. They're really trying to put a circle around point number five with the CBDC, which we've just discussed. So yeah, yeah.
2: I think I I remember what I wanted to say earlier when you were uh, talking about Elizabeth Warren you know if you if you anybody in government right now i mean this is like job security right to to keep bitcoin down if anybody mm-hmm. even remotely starts to understand it, it i mean if if you think about your life and and just being bred into that system where you go to college and you are programmed by the system so much and then you do nothing after college you don't even have like a, a company that you started or anything you go straight into politics you go straight into the theory of of what life is And that's what you do all your life and you do that for another fifty years, you know, like it's just, uh, or, you know, a little bit less, but it it just comes down to you really think you're doing good for the people. So, you know, how do you get somebody so ingrained in that to even open up to the idea Mm -hmm. that maybe their employer, that who, that who they work for, the government is not the be all right. And I think it comes down to, I had a conversation actually with one of my coworkers who was asking me, what do you think is the hurdle for people to actually understand Bitcoin? And I think the biggest one for a lot of people is personal ego, because mm-hmm. you really have to take a good look at yourself at you know, all the work that you put into your Fiat job over the years, which might be completely worthless if you really take a good hard look. And I mean, you know this from your story, yep. right? You made a big life change years ago. Um, uh, you know, people might have to give up if they want to go into Bitcoin, they are your jobs, people might have to understand that they're, uh, for a while, just look at the situation and understand that they cannot spend the times with their kids, uh, working essentially in a slave environment, uh, you know, to, to, you know, be in pain enough to then want to change, right? Like the ego doesn't change unless it's in pain enough. So, uh, I think that's a big deal. And I think if you're in politics, man, you're surrounded by the people that prop you every day. You have your briefings, you have your meetings. And to come out of that rabbit hole is is even harder than I believe, uh, you know, us on the lower totem pole, like potentially being stuck in a regular job, right? Because you don't have like the ego prep that's going mm-hmm. on before you go into a press release or whatever. Uh,
4: yeah, we seem to be in a society where, um where most would prefer to put a Band-Aid over the problem than solve the problem. And we see it a lot in, um, I mean, we can really look no further than ourselves and the the people around us with with the way they treat their bodies and uh, the way they treat their own health. You know, with all of the plethora of diseases that are out there now that didn't exist 50 or 60 years ago, you know one might say well they were just undiagnosed diseases but they were still within society but when you look at the proliferation of the diseases in the society you think no there some of these things are they've got to be new you know uh, obesity is a big one people want to be healthy they want to be able to do a pull up you know they want to be able to run a mile but they also still want to be able to go into to a fast food restaurant and sit in a drive through and order their 64 ounce diet soda and, um, you know, eat a whole bunch of products that are deep fried in canola oil and then go around and talk about how they're vegan. You know, it's just, <laughs> they, they, they complain about how much they hurt every single day from the moment they wake up till the moment they go to sleep and then how they can't sleep well and they have sleep apnea and all this other kind of stuff and you look at their diet and you go okay well could you cut out the the or you know could you cut out the bread could you cut out the the you know polyunsaturated the saturated fats you know could you just go to animal fats could you take you know take the sugar out of your diet and they go oh, i, I drink diet coke and you're like no 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 that's that's not that's not what i'm talking about like or take out the processed sugars, only go to natural sugar. Like, could you do these things? And they say, Yeah, I could do it, but then they don't, right? So some of the challenge we have in Bitcoin is just overcoming the individual's personal feelings about themselves. And you know, kind of what Frida was talking about. If you're if if you're not willing to help yourself fix yourself, you're probably not ready. To understand how Bitcoin fixes everything.
0: <laughs> yep, ego is a huge one, and especially um, in that in that realm, the political realm. But again, I, I can't help but think that once, let's look at all of them in in history. At some point, we'll look at Pelosi, for example. I mean clearly insider trading on knowledge that she has
4: i mean how does a woman yeah. that makes two hundred thousand dollars a year how is she
0: worth 200 million dollars right it makes no sense no sense she's not the only one doing that so bitcoin when somebody in that realm groks bitcoin the first thing they're going to do is start trying to front run everybody else around them into bitcoin very very quickly and that will, um, that will only get exposed. And we know what Bitcoin does. It it you know it shines a light on your soul. And it will elevate those that are ethically sound, morally uh, just, and expose those that are complete and utter total charlatans. It's happened time and time again. Uh, so I, I look forward to the day where we find out about that, that one politician who's probably been fudding the hell out of Bitcoin for God knows how long probably in an attempt to keep a lid on the price so they can be just be scooping it in the background. I can't wait for that story to break. And it would be wonderful if it was Warren. It really (laughs) would.
4: Yeah, well, it turns out that they were doing it with Ethereum and they kept all their money on FTX. And now they're trying to keep Sam Bankman-Fried out of jail because if it turns out that he was, you know, he lent them a bunch of money for their campaign, then now all of a sudden they're under the microscope.
0: Uh-huh. And, and that's not
4: good uh-huh. now i don't have any evidence that anything i just said there is true yes
0: but of <laughs> but... course that does make a huge i was thinking through this the other day it's like either he's got the best lawyer on his side but that turns out is michael milken i believe like randomly <laughs> did you guys I, I, know I'm that
4: not familiar with no i'm not familiar with who he, he is as, as a lawyer either
0: he's the junk bonk king from like the 80s like the, the oh. original scumbag scumbag guy that uh that blew up the yeah the, uh, the junk bond market but anyway that that name was just thrown at me the other day i was like huh gonna have to look into that because this is getting more and more bizarre as as you know the minutes roll by uh you know how's he out of jail he either paid the right people or he has the right information on the right people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something's keeping him out <laughs> right yeah it's it's madness. Um, yeah. So again, Bitcoin will. Um, you, you, there's three things you can't hide, right? The sun, the moon, and the truth. And and you know, like like we said, Bitcoin has this uncanny ability to to shine the light on the truth. But uh, I've got to choose my page. Uh, I know you've okay. got a, a copy in front of you, and I got yes. to choose the obvious number twenty-one.
2: Twenty-one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you refer to El Salvador as Bitcoin Mecca. Which I think Chris guy... just did.
3: <laughs>
2: and he says, are you going to Saudi Arabia? And the other guy has a suitcase and says, no, El Salvador. You know, we actually, as part of creating this book, when a lot of these pictures were drawn and conceptualized, we were in El Salvador.
0: We we, I think went... you were there with at uh, the same time as a friend of mine, Mr. Timothy Allen, uh, big shout yeah, out. Yeah, we him. spent a lot of time with him. He's a great guy. And the fam, right? You 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 were both there as families, and yeah, yeah. So yeah,
2: it was it was a a great time, and it was really really cool. Like how fast, you know, coming. You would think coming to a new country, you know, and we don't speak the language at all. Like we really were like hand gestures, and our phones were helping a lot in translation where we needed it. And then you know, at the restaurants, obviously they speak English, but um, we just you know, made friends so fast. You go on Bitcoin Twitter, you're like, I'm down here, who's down here? Yeah. And then like an hour later, we had a lunch date with somebody, you know, that's <laughs> that just hangs out there and just, there's a the great meetups and stuff. So, and, you know, people have, you know, DM me a lot about, you know, bringing the kids down there and it is super safe in my eyes to bring them down there, um, especially to Bitcoin Beach directly. It's, you know, very tourist oriented and, uh, you know, just watch the, don't drink the tap water. That's the only thing, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of places in Europe where people don't drink the tap water anyway. So it's no, no big, no big change. Uh, but it's interesting. You bring that up, uh, you know, perfect time for me to, to shill orange pill app, which was launched actually at Pacific Bitcoin, which is, you know, it's, it's made for that, that purpose. How do we find each other without having Mm -hmm. to resort to Twitter, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, put yourself out there in front of everybody, like, yo, we're in El Salvador. I mean, you could probably still do that and combine the pair. But uh, when when more and more users uh, join Orange Pill app, you will be able to land in a new country, open up the app, figure out who's within 50 to 100 miles, okay. and, and then just directly go to them and get the on, uh, on the, you know, boots on the ground, local knowledge, and get plugged okay. straight into the local little maxi community. That's the idea of it. Uh, so I would urge yourselves and, and anybody else listening to go and um go and download that app and, and check it out and, and see what um what what you guys think of it because I, I keep hearing the same stories like you guys are talking about. You spent your 17th year at wedding anniversary hanging out with Maxis because they're your people. Why yeah. can't they yeah. be every night? Why yeah. imagine, imagine how much better your life would be if you could find out that within a 50 mile radius of you were another 50 families or another 50 people at the very least and you could just meet up every other weekend or every weekend whatever it is and just slowly transition away from the normie kind of existence that we're still straddling both of those worlds um it's not gonna be easy it'll be a year or two Uh, but it's um it's a great idea and i i'm personally looking forward to seeing how many people join it and how we can all start getting to know each yeah. other a little bit better in real life because we've been so starved of it.
2: It's funny, uh, actually, um, when, when we did Bitcoin for Kiddos, uh, somebody ordered Bitcoin for Kiddos and they were just living up the street from us and we were like, no way, the
3: yeah. <laughs> thinking yeah. Like,
2: did we just hand deliver this? Like, what do we do? This is so yeah. exciting, you know? And, um, and so we, we just shipped it for regular mail because we didn't want to be creepy um and then we posted on our twitter later on that we were you know down in, in an area close to our house and this person started following us and they're like oh man i live just up the street you know so we ended up actually meeting up and becoming friends so that was really really cool um
4: yeah, I totally dox him right now, but uh, he works in the traditional banking system. And so he doesn't want his name out there as a bitcoiner.
2: Yeah, And, uh, you know, the other thing that I do, as you mentioned at the beginning of this talk, uh, merch, you know, and like wearing the like, Bitcoin mm. shirts and things like that. And, and you know, I, I frequently like I, w- I will wear them out and it's happened maybe like two or three times now that somebody... We'll be like, you know, I'll be at the soccer game with my son and somebody halfway across the field will be like, hey, I really love your shirt, you know, and they're like, they're doing a double take. They're making sure it's, you know, that the, what they're seeing is real. And they get so excited, like big smiles. And in those situations, I haven't really figured out what to do yet, you know, because usually mm-hmm. you're not going to rush your kids to go places. And, I, and maybe I should slow down next time and just be like, hey, dude. All right, let's talk, you know, yeah, and like take that extra five minutes. uh it's kind of funny how like there's still something in my life where I'm in the in the fiat mindset of like we have to be places, but why mm-hmm. you know somebody mm-hmm. trained us that as a kid to like always have to rush and always have to be places
0: yep um that's that's the to... that's the whole point of the bell in um in your state yeah. school
2: yeah, mm. yeah and, it truly yeah.
0: is <laughs> it's it's that sick, it's that insidious that's what they were doing to us it's
2: so crazy and and so like you know been able to like do that more and more the slowing down part and the really taking time for things that we really want to be doing you know and and not try to transfer that mechanism onto my kids automatically just because
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: it's amazing how much time that takes you know even like knowledge is great but you really have to apply and work on it every day just it takes a while, you know, to actually implement all that into a lifestyle. And
0: Yeah, it, it does. It truly does. Um, all right, guys, I, I know you've got a run in about 10 to 15, I think. Yeah. So let's ask the final question. Um, oh, no. I know uh, what the question is. <laughs> we, 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 do, we, we do have just 10 minutes. Uh, so if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why?
3: Ooh, man, I
2: had somebody the other day. And now, coming on your show, I should have remembered. Do you have anybody in mind?
4: I'm, I'm, mine's going to be more uh, comical than anything. I'd say uh, Vitalik Buterin. Oh, gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? If <laughs> he would just come out and say, this whole thing was a sham. It was a, 70, a 70% pre-mine. I really just wanted to get investors money and make a name for myself in the space. And uh, we keep having to change the protocol because it's not right, and we can't seem to get it right. And uh, I don't think if we'll ever be able to get it right. Um, let's we're we're moving away from this and trying to integrate more of these technologies into Bitcoin. <laughs>
2: not- uh, mine is actually I remembered uh, as Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. He uh, runs. Are you aware of him? He runs the Children's Health Foundation, and he does a lot to educate people just on health in general, on the backwards society. You know, reading his newsletters and things is sometimes very dark. Um, right. You know, because it's just like everything that's wrong with society. He just like there's no positivity there, <laughs> right? So you can't. I um. But he does a great job at educating, and I think. Him being so deep down the rabbit hole on so many things, like I'm surprised that like he hasn't found Bitcoin yet. Maybe he has, and he's just being silent about it. I hope that he did, but I think uh, he would be a great one to orange pill.
0: He wrote the book about Fauci as well, right? Yes, he did. I've not read that yet. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. seems like the kind of dude that's ready to take the orange pill. He's definitely primed.
2: Yeah, I feel like if he hasn't yet, he just needs somebody that's close to him to just you know, sit him down for two hours or whatever. So whomever knows Robert Kennedy Jr. has access, that's a big point I should definitely go at it.
0: (laughs) I'm sure Saylor could probably uh, make something happen there.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If he hasn't already tried. Right.
0: Exactly. All right, guys. Well, excellent work again on, on this book, 99 Signs You Might Be a Bitcoin Maximalist. Tell people where they can find it, how much it's retailing for, shipping costs, all that fun stuff so they can uh, get it on their Christmas lists.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You can find it at Bitcoin for Maxis, M-A-X-I-S dot com. Um, Or you can go to our main website, which is B-T-C. So Bitcoin, basically B-T-C publish dot com. You can find all of our uh, books there. And for this episode, we've done uh,
2: uh 33% off with code so oh. bitten
4: So B I T T E N. Nice. We'll get you 33% off your order. Uh, we wanted to do something to help out. We know we have a lot of European um, customers out there that are a little hesitant because of the, the shipping cost from United States to Europe. So we hope that the 33% will help uh, mitigate some of that cost for you and make it more affordable.
0: By far the biggest discount I've ever seen on any product in the Bitcoin space, other than Bitcoin yeah. itself right now, which we should. Uh, you know.
4: We, we want to get the book out there. You know, We want to yeah. get all of our books out there yeah. because they are really great orange pilling tools um, that anybody from any walk of life can use to bring up conversations and discussions about how uh, money and inflation and uh, cost of living is affecting their lives now. And mm-hmm. so uh, we would rather the information get out there um, t- to, you know, really no, no benefit to us, just to, to benefit the community um, than anything else.
2: Yeah. And then we've been asked also, you know, why don't you just do a digital version of it? And we've been thinking about that. We, we still believe that when you have something physical laying in a room where somebody mm-hmm. just has to stare at it, it's a much better orange pilling device than, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, Come on my computer. Let me show you something that already feels forced, you know. So um,
4: yeah, it's really about self custody. You know, we're not we don't want to make uh we don't want to propagate the NFT uh, (laughs) uh, business of just you know screen copying anything and then it all of a sudden becomes yours. Like Bitcoin, we believe in self custody and we believe of you know proof of ownership and a physical copy allows you to do that in a way that a digital version of it just doesn't.
0: Did you ever talk to Nico at Consensus Network? I uh, I think this would be very quick to turn around in many different languages and then, you know, uh have that sold into Portuguese, Spanish, French, uh, Czech, Serbian, whatever. They've they've got a, a bunch of people that um so if you go to I can I you know yeah. I can talk to you after about this, but I can directly introduce you to Nico. I'm sure he'd be interested in. Yeah, th- this must be a, like the quickest turnaround, translatable book you could ever dream of, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. perhaps even uh, Bitcoin for Kiddos as well. It, it's very, it's very quick. It's not dense text. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah,
4: right. that'd be great. We're always I'll looking for new touch. ways to get it in in people's hands. Is where is he located? Is he in the United States or is he in 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 Madeira? Uh,
0: okay yeah in in Europe, so mm-hmm. they um and that was a fun story it it turned out him and another guy just lived down the street from each other and were starting uh, a book publishing translation service <laughs> so, you know, oh, cool. classic little story
4: um yeah. does he do dist- find each other does he do distribution as well or just uh translations
0: uh and a distribution, but um okay. the fact that you guys have already got distribution set up uh, We'll figure it out. I'll put you guys yeah. in touch and there's cool. definitely something uh, to be done there. But uh, anyway, enough rambling. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. And thanks for your, everything you're doing within the Bitcoin space. Congrats, uh, Frida, for getting yourself a, a job. Uh, I, you know, If you want to chill CoinBits quickly, go sure. for it.
2: Yeah, we, we are CoinBits. We, uh, you can DCA with us into Bitcoin. We also do roundups. It's like our, our stable where um when you set up your roundups with us currently actually for the end of the year it's absolutely free we don't take any spread we don't take any um percentages uh off whatsoever uh you just connect your bank account and then with any transaction that you make you round up and automatically when you hit ten dollars it'll deduct that from your bank account and transfer it to you into bitcoin so you have passive bitcoin savings and so that's really cool and i'm very excited about like what we're working on in the future uh we have such cool product actually, uh, our um head of uh social uh media was um on save the dean's podcast just yesterday. So if you want to take a listen and learn more about us, that's where
4: really yeah, oh, you find us. Oh, they just had a big uh, right? Okay, they well, we just dropped just it yesterday.
0: yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: it just dropped yesterday. It's okay, coinbits.app.
0: Okay, love it. And if you guys, um listening based in europe think you want to do the same kind of thing over here that's um bitstack would be the equivalent company in europe uh i didn't i'm not sure if you were aware of that but happy to introduce if there's any crossover as well but uh that's um i use that uh my day-to-day spending it just gets all the uh the loose change just gets rounded up to the nearest dollar and i also have a dca set up as well it's a great it's a great service it's powerful it's really powerful it's amazing how quickly all of a sudden you're like, shit! I stacked that much without even realizing it. Just getting my groceries and having to use the fiat rails, I'm, I'm stacking sats. It, it's amazing. Yeah.
2: The more you spend, the more you stack.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like literally because you know the more you go to the grocery store, the more you have the passive savings coming in. It's it's really cool. It's also like kind of exciting to see like when is it going to come through you know
0: and you, you yeah. when you're when you're filling your gas up you're trying to get it to like uh, 56 euros and <laughs> one cent <laughs> yeah.
2: and you can you can add multipliers so you can say like right. hey, if i'm not stacking long enough you know you can multiply times 10 you can yep. round up even a whole dollar so you can you know, we have some people that are just really hyper on it and they get around up like every day, which is awesome. And then obviously you have the saving habits and instant buys and all that.
4: Yeah. If you're not in Bitcoin and you're looking to get into Bitcoin, but you want to be able to do it in a risk-free way, services like that or services like in the, the fold card, if you're in the United States where you get reward points in uh, paid back in Bitcoin are, are an amazing way to earn free Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Well, guys, we'll shut it down. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and hopefully I'll get to meet you guys at some stage in 2023. Thank you, Daniel. Thank
2: you so much.
0: Thanks. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed that rip with Chris and Frida Bobay. You heard the link that Frida dropped in the show there. Go check it out. They're great books. Again, it's Bitcoin for Kiddos was their original book and as you now know, they write this together and illustrate it together it's a pleb movement another educational pleb movement of these guys doing great work and then the book we discussed today 99 signs you might be a bitcoin maximalist go check them out thank you again guys for everything that you are doing for bitcoin thank you for coming back on the show i look forward to seeing what projects that you're going to launch in 2023 we're all in this together i think i try and make that point as clear as possible on every outro in the show if you've got something that you can contribute, even if it's to another project where you see something out there that you align with, that you know your skill set can add value to, reach out to that person. They will not ghost you, they will not say no, they will not tell you to go away. They will absolutely value anything that you can bring to that project. If you're itching to start your own thing, just scratch the itch just do it but you know no one's going to do it for you go ahead get out there start networking you can use orange pill app now if you're on the apple phone android is coming soon please plebs please be patient i am an advisor to that company i've been watching them put all of this together and bringing people together is what is so very needed in this space and going forward we've been too Uh, spread out for the last God knows how many years and far too many lonely Bitcoiners out in the wild where they can't share ideas. So this is a great way to meet each other and start your own meetups and whatever else that you might be uh, looking to do. And it's books like this that are gonna, you know, more projects, more books. There can never be enough. Make sure you are following the show sponsors. Swan Bitcoin have got you. So have Relay. Coin Corner and Hoddle Hoddle, these are all great places to go and stack your sats. If you want a coin join, try out a service. You can download wasabiwallet.io, take seconds on your desktop, and run a few Satoshis through a coin join service. See if this is something that you want to fall down the rabbit hole of doing to you know, improve your privacy. Shift Crypto have got your back with the Bitbox02 Bitcoin only edition hardware wallet. You can head over to shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten. Then use the code Bitten at checkout to lock in that 5% discount. Get across to a conference. 2023 is going to be packed with them. BTC Prague is going to be very affordable. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes. I am going to be getting a discount code for that for you guys to use too. Get to Bitcoin Miami, the big one. You can use code Bitten at checkout. To get 10% discount. Get some books. We've been talking about books today. Use consensusnetwork.com forward slash bitten. That will save you 10% on any purchase. But if you pay via the Lightning Network, you get an extra 10% off. These are this is the time to get gifts for people in as many different languages as you possibly can. So if you've got friends or family that do not speak English as a native tongue. Look on Consensus Network. They've got so many translations, so many great authors. They've got Safer Dane up there, of course. And Canute's uh, Von Holm. Big shout out, Knut. All of his books are available there. And if you want some streetwear, go and get yourself a little bit of merch. You can check out Ungovernable Misfits. And if you use the code Bitten, you will get 10% off of any purchases there. In my show notes, sorry I'm rambling, but there is a link tree and on that, you will find all of the companies that have aligned with myself or Once Bitten over the years to offer plebs discounts. And you will find Six and Lemon on there. That's another clothing company. You'll get discounts there. Shamory, you'll get discounts on Scott and Mallory's books and games and uh, baby wear they're now doing. It, it. It's It's so cool to see all of these different projects coming out. So check out the link tree in the notes, scroll through them, There's other services such as Satsback or Bitstack in Europe, which is just like CoinBits that Frida was explaining at the end there. Just keep stacking. There's definitely different ways that you can do that. Anyway, I've rambled too much. Catch you on the next show, guys. Thank you for tuning in.